coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. I'm in Miami. I'm dressed up. I'm going glam. It sounds like a combination between Noah's Ark and Fire Festival. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Hello and welcome to another episode of RSVP. I'm Callum Dilietto and this is the podcast for events and travel professionals looking for a little bit of fun, but also some inspiration, especially in the times that we are in now where inspiration is very hard to come by. I do feel like the light at the end of the tunnel is getting ever so closer. Just recently, I was speaking to someone from Dubai who's basically said things have returned to normal there. I know Australia are in a very similar position, and of course the UK themselves are progressing very, very quickly with a vaccine. So, fingers crossed, it won't be long before we are at large-scale live events again, and travelling all over the world. Talking of travelling all over the world, our guest this week is Roxy Reynolds from BCD Meetings and Events. She has been to over 90 countries, and that actually blows my mind. I feel like my travels pale in comparison. Nevertheless, I am desperate to get back on a plane. So, fingers crossed, it won't be long before we're crossing borders again and experiencing those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that we all know and love. Until then, though, sit back, relax, and draw some inspiration from the memories shared on this episode of RSVP. Hi, Roxy. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to have you here and to uh, talk through your rant stories, visions and other people's pains. We know each other from the weirdest way to know in your rant, but I think this is just 2020 summed up, was uh, an events industry group chat on WhatsApp and have therefore spoken for months without even actually uh, talking professionally half the time. Yeah, that is networking in 2020 as it is today. So... And one of the reasons I had to get you on this podcast is because you revealed quite early on that your kind of cruise life prior to your events life has resulted in you basically traveling around the world. And I actually think you've probably traveled to more countries than anybody else I know. Yeah, I think we worked it out that I've probably been to about 90 countries, which is crazy. 90 countries. (laughs) Like... Just just think about that for a second. 90 countries, that's ridiculous. Mad. I mean, 24 of them are in the Caribbean, which I don't know if it's cheating, but it counts in no, some way. No, <laughs> just means you're extra lucky. I haven't been to the Caribbean at all. So yeah, it's great. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what kind of stories you have, because when you've been to 90 odd countries, then there's just bound to be loads. Yeah, some pretty rogue places. So the first part is obviously your opportunity to rant. Uh, it means to, you know, get on your soapbox, get something off your chest and, you know, just tell us what your bugbear is about events and travel in the industry. 
Okay, so my rant is when you go on a fam trip and say if it's a mixed fam trip, there are people from different agencies, companies, and you're having like a lovely meal, you're sat down and someone is complaining, complaining about the food that they're not paying for or comparing this meal to a meal that they had at a different hotel or restaurant last week, but doing it out loud and sort of in ear of the people that are hosting you, which A, is just rude, and B, like you should be grateful that you've got the opportunity to go to this amazing hotel or this amazing restaurant that you, you know, without your job, you might not have the chance to go to. So to sit and complain, it just blows my mind. It just, I just can't believe it. Like hold it in and go home and complain to your mum, but just have some professionalism and just don't moan at the table. Like, I just can't believe it, but it happens more than it doesn't, which is mad. It is mad. And I think every fam trip I've been on, there's always one. There's always there at least is. one. There, there honestly is. Oh, I feel like we should just write down who those ones are and just boycott them and not let them come. Yeah, just right. start creating like a fam trip blacklist. <laughs> blacklist, 100%, black book. I'm not going to lie, I, I could probably reel off about five names just off the top of my head. Ooh. I won't do it on the podcast. We'll save that till, uh, <laughs> till after, because I've got a few as well. <laughs> there you go. Anybody out there organising a fam trip and they want that exclusive little blacklist, just contact Callum and Roxy and we'll, we'll give you the We're list. We're happy to dish the deets. The next part of RSVP, I'm going to get you to tell three different stories. And the first one is your most memorable experience of a destination. And this doesn't have to be, you know, a work fam trip, for example. This could be a holiday you've been on or, you know, whatever it is. What is your most memorable experience of a destination? Okay, so obviously, because I have traveled a lot, I've been to some like crazy places that I never imagined I'd go. One of them, which is the most memorable because I just never, I mean, I don't think I'll ever go back, but I just never imagined it ever being there, is Tonga. So I didn't know what to do there. I hadn't planned anything. And usually if I know I'm going to a destination, I'll, you know, watch some travel programs on it or I'll plan what I want to do, check out restaurants. But I thought, Tonga, like, is there, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, are there even restaurants in Tonga? I don't know. So I, I had zero expectations and sort of stepped off. This is when I was working on a cruise ship. So stepped off the boat and it's, it's incredible. You know, they don't have sort of the high end transport or whatever, or the sort of travel tour guides. They're not what we're used to, which in a way added to its charm. So I stepped off and we were like, we just want to do everything. Like it's a small island. We have probably like a day there. I reckon I could probably fit in the whole island. So there was some little kids with a signpost and they were like tours, like daily tours. And I was like, I'm going with the kids. So me and like a few of my friends from the ships asked them like how much for a daily tour and they were like asking their mum because their mum was driving round. We got in the back of like her big Volkswagen and they took us all around the island. These kids were so excited to show off like their home because cruise industry had only just started going there. So it's only just sort of been put on the map and it was just incredible like being in this place that you never thought you'd go. They took us into these caves, like pitch black, and they these little kids had head torches on and they were like making us jump off these um, caves into like pools of water, which looking back, it's probably really dangerous. And it's probably been scrapped now that it's gone yeah, a little bit more mainstream, but it's just incredible. Like if you could ever go, I'd go before it does get 
you know, all the five-star hotels there, you know, it's it's got its charm at the moment. So certainly one for the list. I love that, you know, just, just some little kids, you're like, yeah, I'm following them. And they're like, yeah, just, just jump off this cliff into a pool of water. You're like, yep, yeah, sure, I whatever know. you do. And they were like seven, eight-year-old kids. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. God, you know, you know what you're doing. You're safe. Mm, looking back, no, but it was great. It was, their mum was driving, you know, their mum wouldn't have let us get up to any trouble, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think that there is something about a destination, like the charm comes from the rawness of it and not being kind of whisked away by a professional tour guide and, you know, being kind of shown all the best bits, but just like embracing a family and just saying, yeah, show me around. That's And if anyone's going to know their home better, it's someone like that. They weren't trying to sell it. They were literally just wanting to show us like the beauty. And it was, yeah, amazing. The next story I'd like you to tell me is your most memorable experience of a hotel. It doesn't have to be a five-star glamorous hotel. It could be a tiny little Airbnb somewhere, but a memory that really stuck with you. This one's quite easy for me because this hotel was incredible because it it was a five-star. It's the Mandarin Oriental in Miami, and it was just unreal. So I'd spent the weekend on South Beach, and then we decided to end our trip luxury. So we went to the private island that the hotel was on and went to check in. And this is a bit of a hilarious story. So I was trying to check in and I'm like, I'm in Miami, I'm dressed up, I'm going glam. And no one was checking me in. And they were like, can you just take a seat? Like, just sit down. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, do they know that I'm actually a guest here? Or do they think I'm waiting for someone? Because every time I tried to go up to check in, they were like, oh, if you just take a seat and wait there. And they just never came over to me. And then I was thinking, mm, do they think I'm a Vivian pretty woman style? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because in the end, I was like, went up to the desk and I was like, I just want to check in. And they were like, oh, and then they really were like, oh, okay. And from then on though, it was incredible. When they when they realized I was actually a guest, but it was amazing that like the rooms are stunning. The food's incredible. The pool is like an infinity pool overlooking the Miami sort of business district. It's insane. And I think they overcompensated because they felt bad for treating me like a... Prostitute. Yep, I wasn't going to say it. You know what? This is funny, but this is not the first time someone has come onto this podcast and told me that they've been mistaken for a prostitute. No way. (laughs) What is it? But in that instance, they were in a really rural area and they sort of stood out like a sore thumb. Miami is very, very well, you know, trodden ground. Uh, so I don't know what it was about you that made them think that. Maybe it was just the over-glamness I arrived in. <laughs> the over-excitement, I love maybe. That. <laughs> Your outfit was over-exciting. That's a good yeah, way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> the final experience that I'd like to hear you share with us is your most memorable food experience. And again, this can be anywhere from Michelin star to a corner shop round from your house. This one, it was actually quite hard because obviously being in the industry that I am, like in venue sourcing, I get to eat at so many incredible Michelin star restaurants and hotels and eating at the top of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. And it was incredible. But the most memorable experience was I was in Mumbai and before going, I watched Rick Stein on Mumbai because I love him. He went to a restaurant called Britannia and it's basically an old Indian man who is obsessed with the royal family. And you walk into this restaurant, I mean, it's a dive. It's an absolute dive. 
There are cardboard cutouts of all the royals everywhere. He found out we were English. He brought over newspaper articles of the Queen because obviously everyone lives in London. At this time, I actually didn't. But if you're from England, you live in London. Like nobody knows anywhere else. And he was so excited we were British. And we sort of said to him, bring over the best curries. We want super hot and really mild. Give us a mixture, just bring over what you think's the best. So he did, and the food was incredible. I've literally never tasted flavors like it. And then at the end of the meal, I was like, can I go to the restroom? And he's like, yeah, you just have to walk through the kitchen. I said, okay, so going through this kitchen, which was like, I don't even think you can call it a kitchen. It was like something from I'm a Celeb. It was horrendous. Oh, no. 100%, if I'd have gone to the toilet before the meal, we would not have eaten there. But you know what? Maybe that kind of rough and ready approach to preparing food is just what added to the taste. It's obviously the extra flavour flavour. But it was was amazing. And I felt like I actually ate some real Indian, like, food. And probably some real Indian pigeons and, you know. Yeah, and God knows what, but we're not going to think about that, especially not at this time. Maybe I love that your best meal ever was made in probably the worst kitchen ever. Oh, yeah. But, oh, it was, yeah, still amazing. So if anyone is in Mumbai, I I would recommend just, you know, take your sanitizer and uh, just, just clean everything before you go. But Rick Stein recommended it. But he didn't show me the toilets when he recommended it. Unreal. Next on RSVP is an opportunity for you to really use your imagination. There are no limits. There's no budget constraints. You can even go outside the realms of reality. What I would like to know from you though, is what would be your dream event? So this is no budget. I'm gonna do one for my my friends and family, show them how much I love them, just bring them in. And if logistics and acoustics aren't an issue, location wise, I'm going on some floating pontoon in the middle of the ocean, and I'm gonna go in on the entertainment, obviously. I want sort of all genres. I want to start in the day and have, you know, like a musical theatre hour with the best musical theatre performers. And then we'll move over and we'll get some like mad grime artists in. And then we'll get some pop to end the night. And all the food I'd have locally sourced. Obviously we're all about sustainability, but I still want everyone to have what they want. You know, not everyone is vegan these days or not everyone wants meat, but I want everyone to have what they want. How do you locally source if you're in the middle of the ocean? Oh, I mean, it's my dream. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, of the course. Fish. <laughs> but at the end, so I'm also really obsessed with Akala at the moment. He'll do the, the end set and then just speak some wise words that we're all just going to really take with us and change everyone's lives, hopefully. He's so, I, I'm a massive fan of Akala as well. And in fact, all of the music you've mentioned just sounds like my iPod uh, on shuffle. Who says iPod, by the way? Yeah, excuse uh, me. <laughs> I've got classic over here. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, it's just like my music just shuffled is, is musicals to grime to, you know, to pop. So that sounds fantastic. But yeah, Akala, he is just so wise. I honestly, like I'm reading his book at the moment and I just, he's amazing. He really is. He's so talented. He's so wise. He's just great. I love him. So yeah, he's going to be there. He's got to be there. And I'm, I'm trying to picture it. Like, is it, you know, you're floating in the middle of the ocean. What is the landscape like? Is it just like a flat floating thing or what's floating here? So we're on like a floating deck. It's huge, Mm -hmm. you know, because it can be. Um, But we are like in the middle of a bunch of islands because that's where we're sourcing the food from. 
Of course. And obviously transport's got to be easy because you don't want, you know, Coachella where you walk for like four hours to get to it. It's got to be accessible, but also floating in the middle of the ocean. You know, some like Lion King sunsets, obviously, just the whole time. It's never going to go down. That is such a nice touch that it's just permanently sunset. Yeah, just that perfect like red ball on the horizon. And it's just going to be like that for 10 hours because it can. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like I said, reality is not a limitation. And plus, you know, I think if you're going to go Lion King and you've got musicals there, you can start with... Yeah, bring them in. Just animals galore. <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting carried away here because it's just never going to happen and I'm sad. <laughs> it sounds like a combination between Noah's Ark and fire Festival. 2020, anything could happen. So no, let's not even tempt fate here. Talk about Noah's Ark. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I, I think that event is fantastic. And I'm, I know you said friends and family, but I hope I'm on that list because that's musicals. That's Lion King. I mean, you're ticking all of my boxes here. It's almost my dream event. It, that is true. And I feel like that's how we bonded on our mad music taste. So you're in. You're, in. you're on that <laughs> list. Yes. <laughs> Finally, I am going to read you a confession and I'd like you to react. Throw your input in as we go. It's absolutely fine. And then we will discuss what I'm about to share with you. Okay, I'm ready. Dear Callum, I was on a fam trip to Vegas with some very well-known industry heads. And of course, being in Vegas, a great time was had. Mm, I imagine yeah. you've been to Vegas. Yeah, I'm there. I feel like something bad's coming. Well, and I can't wait. <laughs> however... For one agency MD, it wasn't enough. He had talked with the hosts and strongly hinted that he'd like some more exciting entertainment. Right. Eventually, the hosts agreed to take him for such an experience that they wouldn't be able to justify the expenses. My mind's going everywhere. (laughs) And so he then asked to be invoiced for the costs, but to have them referenced as consultancy. Oh, God. In the end, he received his personal consultancy Mm. and seemed very satisfied with the trip as a whole. However, I don't think his wife would have been. Oh, dear. I mean... I think we both know what's happened here. Yeah. I mean, if this was Miami and this was the Mandarin Oriental... I would be the consultant. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not, just to uh, put that out there. But I, I, what I find crazy is that he's like got got this to be invoiced to his company as a consultant. I'm dead. Like, what? <laughs> Come on, this guy, he probably plays this though everywhere he goes. This is not his first time. No way. The CFO or the, you know, the finance director, whoever it is for that company must just have to just turn a blind eye half the time. Oh, yeah. What, what could you do? What, what can you do in that situation? Unless they're in on it. And then just like, why not? Maybe they do it too. Maybe it's just a thing that that company, they're like, go and enjoy yourself. A bit like Wolf of Wall Street. A hundred percent. I think there's even a scene in that where he's talking about being invoiced and he's like, you know, naming the company and he's like, well, what's this all about? And they're like, oh yeah, it's, you know. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon that's a thing. I reckon the company's in on it. But what I feel sorry for is the hosts. Imagine like they're in this situation where they're trying to make sure that they're, you know. Everyone has a great time. It's sort of, you can't say no. Mm. I mean, it's a story to tell. It is. And they told it. And they delivered as well. You know, they've just said, okay, look, we'll, we'll do it, but we can't pay for it. Fair. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I think that's the problem, isn't it? Poor wife. <laughs> no. I think that this is the problem with this industry, isn't it? Like, it's a, it's a cocktail where 
you put an individual, surround them with loads of alcohol in a fancy hotel with lots and lots of temptation, and it's a recipe for disaster. Oh, it really is. I don't know what to think. I'd like to know if their wife is in the industry as well. I love to just stir it up. I want more and oh, more you, drama. You yeah. always want more drama. I was like, yes, give me more. Yeah, give, give me, me more. more. It's all he ever says. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the thing is, what's probably even more upsetting is that this probably hasn't really shocked either of us that much. No, I know. I feel like you started off and I knew where it was going. Yeah. And, and we're like, okay, yeah, happens all the time, I bet. <laughs> and this is the issue. This is the issue. But I think the, the biggest thing for me is those poor hosts. Like, you know, this MD basically just saying, yeah, uh, I want some more exciting entertainment. Yeah. And also they're knowing probably straight away what they're meaning, but probably hoping they're not meaning that. Being like, oh, what do you mean? Like, uh, like a dance show? Like Lady Gaga? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can sort that out. Zoomanity. <laughs> but the worst thing is as well, they would know that that individual's got a ring on their finger. Yeah, heartbreak. Oh, maybe they took it off. I feel like they're an accessory to this crime. Oh, yeah, they're in. They are in on it. What would you do? You're entertaining someone. You're you're hosting, for example. Yeah. And one of your clients turns around and says, this is what I want. What would I do? I mean, I'm the most honest person. I'd be like, come on. Because that's what I'm like. I wouldn't be able to hide it. I think they did the right thing saying we can sort it out. We're not going to pay for it. Like, absolutely. Of course, they're not. Um, I mean, I'm not saying they did the right thing or the wrong thing. But in that situation, I guess they've done what? what they had to do in a way mm. maybe or to be fair i'd be like look sort it out yourself here's some but also the way they knew where to go just thinking this is normal now the plot thickens yeah now i'm, like, I'm actually thinking about this and i'm like these guys probably are just expecting that question but they probably had a, a book in their back pocket i mean this is personalization to a whole new extreme <laughs> yeah <laughs> They've obviously been like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is one of the options. You can have a spa day. Oh, yeah, they have uh, a menu. <laughs> you can see a show, or you can have more exciting entertainment. Yeah. Tick the box. Oh, dear. Well, that uh, was our confession for this week. And thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to speak with us and join us on RSVP. As I say, one of the world's most well-travelled individuals. And well, I think you said worlds there. I don't think it's worlds, yeah. <laughs> Travelling all worlds? the worlds. <laughs> She's an intergalactic traveller. I still can't get over the fact that you've done over 90 countries because in total, like the percentage of the world that you've done is, is just ridiculous. Yeah, I think there's only like 194, is there? I think it's even less than that. Oh, really? I'm very jealous. Going to Google that straight away as soon as we get off. <laughs> well, thank you so much and, uh, and good luck with everything. Thank you for having me. A massive thank you again to Roxy Reynolds there from BCD. It was an absolute pleasure to have her on this episode and did not disappoint, did not disappoint. And neither did that confession. So if you have a confession, remember, get in touch. All you have to do is email cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. That's cit.rsvp at haymarket.com. But don't go anywhere just yet. Sam McNeil, the UK general manager of Song Division, our in-house one-man band, is going to wrap up this episode with another one of his clever little ditties. And I promise you, they always deliver. We need to, like, release an album of these or something because they are just great. And of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, review, just generally shout about how great this podcast is. Because if you've got to this stage of the podcast... 
You're clearly a fan. Share that fandom. But for now, until the next episode, play it, Sam. Okay, I'm feeling a hip-hop vibe on this one. Yeah! Mm. Here we go! One, two, three... Roxy Reynolds, BCD She's been to more than 90 countries Something that she hates the most People who complain in front of the host Constant moaning, there's always one Stop complaining or just don't come Went to Tama on a cruise Fell in love with the kids and the views Keeps it raw, keeps it real Madrid and Miami, yeah, that's the deal Once they know you're a genuine guest Yeah, that's when they treat you the best Head to Mumbai, Rick Stein recommends A meal at Britannia you won't regret Incredible food just don't go to the kitchen unless you fancy an Indian pigeon. Her dream events on a floating deck with a never, ever, ever ending red sunset. I'm talking musical theater, pop and grime, and a cola bringing those words from the wise. Local food, sustainably sourced, lots of animals, yeah, of course. It's not like Vegas where anything goes for something extra, just ask your host. Just mark it down as consultancy When you have to invoice for that extra fee Yeah, but that ain't Roxy Hey, no way She's keeping it classy every day Say now every day Yeah, every day